you Thursday are looking live Go ahead. at my avatar and the Midnight Rider. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting in with probably the biggest Tribe Called Quest fan next to myself. And he keeps telling me, here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's so what's so what's the scenario? The Midnight Rider. I know that word for word. I know uh, that. So do I. In children's story. Are the two I know front, back, to the side? Yeah. Same here. Same here. Uh, uh, scenario was uh, was uh, big on my rotation 30 years ago. That's and it was up. on my rotation for years until my tape popped. So, uh, first and foremost, how you feeling tonight? I'm good, man. We got we get football, so I can't I can't complain at all. Um, you know, people know it's Thursday, and everybody says Thursday night throwdown. Yeah. And <laughs> as the midnight rider mentioned, it's Thursday, so we ain't gonna be in here long. Let's go ahead and get in this thing. Hey, quick, uh, question. Quick shout wait, wait. out. Um, our guy Edwin Gert. Um, today is his birthday, so happy birthday to him. And actually, the only one I have, I don't have any. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, happy birthday. Hope you enjoyed your day and enjoying your night. Uh, secondly, question of the night. Ross posed this question on Tuesday, so we're gonna knock this out of the way. He asked the question. Would Aaron Boone be back? Because the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. So would Aaron Boone be back as manager of the Yankees? I say yes. What do you say? All right. So here's the thing. I know the second part of that question now. It was a two-parter. And the second part is, is Brian Cashman coming back? That's what we added on to it. So in terms of Aaron Boone, I think it's time. I think it's time that the Yankees take this in a different direction. Uh, and I think you fire Boone. I think you get you a, one of these, these younger managers to come in. I think you can't bring back John Carlos Stanton. So if you get two pennies, some rubbing alcohol, and a half-eaten bag of Doritos, you go ahead and take that. Um, because he's he's provided nothing the last two years. Um, I think he's probably a guy that needs to change the scenery. The other thing I would say is you had the two kids that came up that got hurt, uh, Dominguez and one of your other top prospects. I think you got to start playing some of your prospects. I think you got to um, do better with this pitching staff. And I think also that Brian Cashman is a person that's a casualty of this too. I think the Yankees clean house and start brand new. It's funny you say that because uh, Cashman's still living off of 90s. Um He's still he's still living off of what he did in the nineties and the early two thousands. That's what he's still living off of. So the simple fact that he is uh he still has a job says a lot. But I, I think you stick with you stick with uh Boone, but you let Cashman walk. You bring in somebody else. I mean, I just the only problem I have is I don't know who that somebody else is. You know, like I know um Franconia's done, done. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. 
I think last night was his last game with the Guardians, or one of his last games with the Guardians. Um, I think a guy like Joe Madden has played his played his hand. Um, so you're not going to get an old manager to come in um, to kind of push this team over the hump. And I I don't know anybody else that I can think of because New York's not your normal job. Like, it's funny, but if you pay attention um, to most of the sports, the East divisions, the New York, Philly, Boston, Washington markets, uh, those divisions have pretty good teams uh, because they're the focus, like the the – the eye of the needle or the eye of the storm is biggest in those areas. And they push these teams to be competitive day in and day out. And um, it's interesting because if you look at the map, there was a map earlier this year where it showed the record discrepancy by region. But that's all it is. Last home game, they had three in Detroit. Yeah, yeah Matt, you said they had three in Detroit. Okay. Hey, Matt, no. check, your, check your schedule for Tuesday, Matt, because we need to do a hockey preview because hockey starts Friday, right? I believe it does. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that answers the question. Like we said, we're not going to be here like we normally are, so we're going to run through this. This is Thursday. We want to get everybody settled in for the game. Uh, but I agree with you that New York is under a lot of scrutiny and everything like that, so I get it. Uh, just don't don't go get somebody that's past their prime and that you know they're trying to relive old glory from forty years ago, you know. But I think they'll stay they'll stay in the family as they always do. See, I think all of those guys are gone now. I think all those guys that were the the gray haired get you over the hump guys like your Buck Showalters. He's in. He's with the Mets. Um. Franconia's retiring. Um, Madden probably doesn't want to coach anymore. And if he does, that's going to be interesting. But I don't see him going to New York. I don't think he would want that scrutiny. Um, who else? Uh, LaRusa's done. He's gone off the pasture. Dusty's in Houston. I don't think there's an old manager for you to find that has that's trying to recapture his old glory. I can't name none off the top of my head. Everybody you named, you, you X out everybody I had, so I can't name none. All right, sticking with baseball. Uh, it came down today, and I found out that this wasn't supposed to come out the way it, it did. Uh, a lot of people are mad at Kurt Schilling for dropping this, uh, this news, but Tim Wakefield is suffering from brain cancer. Then I also heard word that his wife is dealing with pancreatic cancer. So it's like a double whammy. And now for those that are too young to remember, Tim Wakefield won a World Series, if I'm not mistaken, with the Boston Red Sox. Probably the nastiest knuckleballer of our generation. Like, his knuckleball, when they brought him in, you just automatically said, you know what, ain't nobody getting no hits. And his knuckleball, I remember they slowed it down. And his knuckleball had no rotation, no dance, no nothing. Beautiful. And he had the the prettiest knuckleball. And to hear that he's dealing with cancer, you know, rivalry aside, you never want to see somebody deal with that. So, 
prayers out to him, him, his wife, his family, friends. Hopefully, you know, this is something he can recover from. Hopefully his wife can beat this pancreatic cancer as well. So, Well, the, the funny thing is he started his career as a power pitcher with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So he had, I don't know if you got a quick case of the yips or what it was, but he got sent down after having some early success. And then he developed, that's when he developed the knuckleball. Um, and then the, the, the knuckleball is what kept him in baseball. Because he would mm. not have been in baseball um, if it had not been for him developing that pitch. And I think it's kind of messed up that Schilling, like you got to talk to people first before you just run with news. Um, and that's the problem with our era of always trying to be first is sometimes you say stuff that shouldn't be said out loud or out in public. And that's definitely something that shouldn't have been said outside of the confines of his home and getting his blessing first before you mention that on airways. And that might have been Kurt Schilling's cheap way of trying to get some attention also. I wouldn't put that past him. Agreed. I understand where you're coming from with that, so agreed. Uh, man, it, it's tough. You hate hearing news like that, but it's tough. That's I'll just leave it at that. I'll just call it tough. Uh, next up, Big news, and some people are mad. Why? <laughs> because uh, they call it. Oh, hold on. Matthew says Schilling is a POS about breaking this when the family didn't want it. Yeah, that I heard that too, Matt. I heard that they said the family wanted to, you know, be private about it, and he broke the news. So yeah, I've heard that as well. Uh, people are mad about the Dame being traded from Portland to Milwaukee because uh, Jimmy Butler, for one, was like, yeah, y'all got to look into tampering and stuff like that because I, I guess they thought Miami was going to get Dame Dollar. All right, Off the top of my head, right here to you, does this make the Milwaukee Bucks the number one team in the East? I think they'll be – I think they'll finish second or third in the regular season, but they'll be – the champions of the Eastern Conference when the playoffs are all said and done. Because I feel yeah. like the first 20 games, they're going to have to figure out the mix. And then you don't know – I don't know what the status of Middleton is because I know he was hurt. He, he was hurt a lot the last two years. So if he's coming back from something, you got to work him into the offense and figure out what his role is because he's normally the two option. Now he's moving down to the third option. And sometimes guys don't take that bump down too well and it affects their shot and everything i think on the surface if you look at it you can't defend using the the Giannis, Giannis wall um you know you have to actually do some things and and that's going to be interesting how is it going to make it super easy for dane to get shots because everybody's laying back off of him or is it going to be super easy for Giannis to get his game going because because he's going to have more space than he's ever had before. And now with him working some with the dream and depending on what kind of moves he gets out of that, yeah, I think Giannis can – I think this team could could definitely be the, the Eastern Conference champions. I'm not even thinking. I'm banking on it. I'm not betting it, but I'm banking on it. Here's the thing. The talent that they have on this team, to go with Giannis – 
and y'all, of course, you got Giannis, Dame, Chris Middleton. You got both Lopez brothers. You got Brooke and Robin. So you got the three-point shooter and dirty. And I always I call Robin Lopez dirty in Chicago because he did all the dirty work. He was he's a hard hat lunch pill guy. Okay. Um, you got Bobby Portis, another hard, hard lunch pail guy. Hard hat lunch pail. That's what he is. You got Jay Crowder, another one. Malik Beasley. I'm like, oh, you still got Pat Connington. Man, they 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 got some talent up there in Milwaukee. Like right. uh, they got some real talent. Right. And it's gonna be enough that they get to hang at least the Eastern Conference banner. I don't know if they I don't know if they become champs, but and then let's talk about the other part of this, the, the, the Miami part. Miami had nothing they could offer that would make me want to give up Drew Holiday. You know, I think he's a little overrated. Um, who else they gave give up? Aiton was in a deal, so that caused for the Bucks. I mean, the Trailblazers to give up Nurkic. Like, there's, I don't see these guys. I don't know who you're giving, getting, giving up. If you're not giving up Bam, then this doesn't make any sense for Portland to make this deal with you. And that was the problem I had the whole time we were talking about it was, what are you giving? Like nobody wants um, Tyler Hero. They don't. They're not. They're not gonna want that. That's not a big enough prize to get. What you. What you're. Um, to get Dane. You're not getting. They're not getting Duncan Robinson. Like they just don't have the bodies. I agree with you ten thousand percent. And that's the thing. They didn't have anything to give up to make it say, make this deal sweet. And we kept talking about sweetening the pot, sweetening the pot, sweetening the pot. You don't have the capital to sweeten say a pot. So Miami can be mad all they want, but guess what? Deal's done. If the NBA comes in and reneges this deal kind of, you know, a la Chris Paul to, to, uh, Chris Paul to the Lakers, I, I think I, I, everybody should protest after that. If they can. The problem is, and let's talk about the other parts of this. You know, you get Aiton going from Phoenix to Portland. So now you got a super young team with a super young big. Um, you got Drew Holiday, who's probably there for probably about another 72 hours. Because he's probably part of another deal going somewhere else so they can get him to a contender. So you can get something else back for Drew Holiday. They say uh, Drew Holiday to Miami. That's the, the the big landing spot that was talked about. I've heard Holiday to um to Philly in a three way where Harden ends up in Clipperland, and then maybe some picks and stuff get moved to Portland. So we'll see you on that. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out on it. And but, then, and then, think about Portland side. I mean, Portland's a young team where they're they're in the midst of their rebuild. And if Aiton can get his head out of his butt, it actually might make sense for him to be there. And then in Phoenix, you get I think it's Allen, Nurkic, and somebody else. I forget who the other person is in the mix, but you get that going to um, Phoenix, and now. That's one less – Aiton is one less option you have to worry about getting the basketball to and dealing with. So now all you're worried about is the big three. 
you know, Booker, Bill, and um, Durant. So now they do as many shots as they want. And everybody else is just ancillary pieces to this. I don't know how well that works, but we'll see. Look, I'm 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 a, I'm a need for you not to call them the big three. They haven't done anything. A big three is established. Bradley Beal is 0.5. Kevin Durant is a one. Booker is a possible one. It's like playing spades. If Bradley Beal plays 75 games, I'll be surprised. But it's a new setting, new center. He's going to play all 82 games. They're all going to score 25-plus a game, and they're going to carry this team to the finals and lose. You um, Do you remember when Grant Hill said he felt his best the whole of his career? Yeah. When he was in uh when he was in Phoenix. There you go. Yeah. He he played he played a, a lot of games in Phoenix. And uh side note, you know, Grant Hill and, and Shaq played together in Phoenix. Right. And when he was the big Shaq this and Grant Hill was, you know, winding down. Imagine them two together in their prime. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think they would have won a championship. What? Grant Hill was the face he was gonna be the face of the league in ninety four. Wouldn't have won a championship. Grand Hill's giving you 28. Yeah, but it's the type of 28 he's giving you. Grand Hill still got to be a slasher and get into the rim. Grand Hill wasn't a great shooter. When when you play, when you're going along with shot, I feel like there's got to be a, a shooting element, a killer shooting element to the guy. And I felt like the two people Shaq won championships with were the best two guys for him, being – um, Kobe Bryant, um, rest in peace, and um, Dwayne Wade. I thought they were the perfect fits for him. I don't know if um, Grant was that type of guy. I can be wrong. I mean, that's why we had sports arguments all the time, and I'm willing to listen. But yeah. my you can't, excuse me, you can't see my hand right now. We're gonna put a pin in that. That's one of them summertime arguments that we got a lot about. Because one thing you're not gonna do is you're not gonna disrespect G Hill. You're not gonna never, do it. Never disrespecting him. Okay. All right. We got a game tonight. You got a line for this game? Um, I can get it. Now you got the Lions versus Packers, NFC North uh division game. Packers are two and one, if I'm not mistaken. Lions are two and one. I think the Lions are favored on ESPN. I think 73. <laughs> We gotta stick well, home. I'm just saying, Fanduel is the home of all our numbers. Oh no, no, I wasn't giving a line. I was just saying oh, how many okay. people picked them. 73 percent people uh, are the people that does uh, ESPN pick them. I think I'm one of those. I think I'm one of those people. I can't remember, but yes, I it's think I am two too. And, a half, and the over under is forty four and a half. Um. Mm. I don't know, man. I got some new. I listened to the radio a little too much today. So they were talking about Jared Goff's splits. And Jared Goff in Detroit in the dome is one quarterback. And then when he's on the road on the outside, he's a far inferior guy. With that knowledge, I'm taking the under. But I do think. Both teams will score at least two touchdowns today. Um, 
I think this is going to be a ball game, like a 2017 type of ball game. I think Detroit wins. Even though I, and I think you're going to see a, this is going to be a nice night for love. Um, the scene's going to be just right for love. Uh, he had a nice comeback the other night, and I think he's going to live off that momentum from the other night. But I just think that with the line, their line being the way it is, I think this is a night that Aiden Hutchinson um, gets to eat a little bit. And that's where I think their downfall is going to be is they may not be able to protect love, keep love safe, coddle love, keep it out of harm's way. So that might be the issue with that. If you break out and start singing Kirk Franklin Love, I mean, I can give you one of the greatest fat poet lines ever is love. Love is when we become plural and I become singular. I'm sorry. I messed that up. It's when I becomes plural and we become singular. That's love. Mm. Love. I'm I'm, I'm repeating this to my wife because she can't hear you. Love is when I becomes plural. And we become singular. That's the fat poet line. That that's that's what he said. She said she like it. It's the truth. But you know, love a word that comes and goes. Though few people really know what it means to really love somebody. <laughs> that's what I thought he was gonna break out into, but he nah, didn't. man. I was, every now and then, I gotta give you some fat poetisms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh wait, Matthew, say what does love got to do with it? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm 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 on this Detroit train. I'm with you and with the boss, BJ. You know, Jameer Gibbs, golf. This is a this doesn't look like your oh, granddaddy's what Detroit. You said? Hold on, what was that huh? name you said? Your first name? Jameer Gibbs. Oh, okay. This is this is not your granddaddy's Detroit. This is this looks like the Detroit that I used to pull for in the nineties with Barry Sanders and Rodney Pete and Herman Moore and uh Brett Perryman. You know, th- that that Lions team, because I always love watching the Lions play because I love the Silver Dome. But probably, you know, top five stadiums that I love. But this looks like that type of Lions team under Wayne Funks, but they just gritty. But it, it looks like they'll get over the edge. I would love to see them go deep in the playoffs, possibly even NFC Championship game. I would love to meet them as, you know, Commanders fan, NFC Championship game, but I want to meet them on our terms. And I would love to meet them here in D.C. What is, I think I picked the Lions. I think I, I know I have the Dolphins winning their division. I got to remember what I did with the Lions. I don't know if I put the Lions in the championship game or not, but I, I think I was close to it if I didn't do it. Because um, I just think this team, once once we get past, once we get past week six, and they open up the offense a little bit more. I mean, you're seeing right now Sam Laporta. I think is the first tight end to have at least 50 yards receiving in his first three games. So, and I know he's going to get those numbers today. It's something about our and tight ends. They may be the new tight end you. I'll give you that. And um, then, yeah, oh, Branch, their safety they drafted out of Alabama, who I thought, really, I thought we should have taken with our first pick. 
and then moved on to grab offensive line. Um, I know on the live stream I was talking about Gonzalez, but I had my eye on Branch for a minute. And um, yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting ball game. Uh, Love does get back Aaron Jones and what's the other guy? Um, Christopher Watson. So I think he's on. Is he on the Marauders or is he a free agent? I believe he's a free agent. I think I let him go. Okay, so, I let him go for uh, Cortland Sutton, who's been coming through in the clutch. So with that in mind, I think that's something you got to pay attention to. The other, the other two people is um, Romeo Dobbs. Um, there's no way I don't hear Love saying Romeo, Romeo, where fourth are thou, Romeo? Because he finds him in the end zone. Um, that's my Shakespeare drop for you. Um, and then they also, I don't, they also have that rookie from um, Michigan State, Jaden Reed, who's been playing lights out. The last two times I've seen him, he's had at least six catches um, for about 70 yards. I think he had two touchdowns against Atlanta. I don't know what he did last week, but that's another kid that's been shining. And the weird stat is that, like, when Love took over, his most experienced quarterback, I mean, I'm sorry, his most experienced wide receiver, had two years in the league, and that's Christian Watson. Okay. Well, that game kicks off at 820. It's 801 on the East Coast right now, so you know what that means. It's time to wrap that shit up, B. Final thoughts before we leave about here. Um, what do I want us to go to? Well, we got hockey starting up, I think, next Friday. Um, or this Friday, it's one of them because they don't take long in their preseason. I know today was Wizards' um press conference or whatever day, so they had that. Um, maybe Thursday we have, I'm um, sorry, maybe Sunday if we have some time. Maybe we can look into some of the comments, uh, made over the made um today see what we, what we want to take out of that i know they made statements talking about um not rushing to be a winner uh, and wanting to develop and make this team be a constant contender they don't want to just win 42 games be 42 and 42 and be the seven or eight seed every year they they don't see the growth in that or see the potential to see the see this team being that they want to be something better than that That's all I got. Okay. Well, I'll give my Wizards prediction. I'll save that for next week. Once the preseason starts, I'll save that for next week. So I can go ahead and lose on that too because they always let me down. If I, No matter when I die in 140 years, please make sure the Wizards as a team are my Paul Bird so they can let me down one last time. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because they, they always let me down. You got a 50-win team. All right, y'all y'all can win 50. The year I bet on you, you went 48. Then you went 49. Okay, this is a 60-win team. You don't even get the 50. I think they got I think they, the most they got was like 49. And it's like they'll they'll have a chance to get to 50 and they'll go on a losing streak at the end of the season. What happened to the ball? You just never mind. Just let, let's go home. Ugh. Ugh. Uh 
Matthew says Tuesday, October 10th, I think, is the NHL start. All right. So, yeah, we, maybe we can do a big overview of the NHL. So, Maddie, you got to do your homework, buddy, um, if you're available next Tuesday so we can get that get that knocked out and get the people the people that love hockey, get them some information. And if even if you don't love hockey and you just want to see Ovechkin get the record, at least you'll know something about this sport. Um, that has one of the greatest playoffs of any of the major sports. And you know what? If we're going to do that on a Tuesday, uh, Matthew can go ahead and join us and be uh, Joe the fan for Tuesday. We could talk some hockey. It's up to him, baby. Hey, the, the door is open. And then later on, I think I want to do a cat special only. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. have Friday. But I got to work some things out for that to happen. Understand. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we say we wasn't going to hold you. We're going to do this in under 30. So that's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG, on location. Y'all already know what it is. Tonight, it is truth. We don't do no overtime, baby. We are out of here.